you know, it's now transpired that nearly towards the end of this pandemic period, you've like come upon yeah. Sea Sisters and things yeah, like yeah. that. So I, I'd love to know a little bit of like how the process and the transition from being a chef and understanding all of that kind of thing is now led you to the position of obviously starting Sea Sisters, which is England's first cannery, basically. Yeah, so um, we, I guess, landed on the idea a long time ago when we were traveling in a transit van through Europe, pre-kids, eating baguettes and tin fish and tomatoes from the market and, and not a lot else. And we were just loving how convenient it was, how beautiful the packaging was, how tasty it was. We loved the old time aesthetic and it's more than just food, it's like it's a product and everyone, it resonates with everyone, everyone's had tin fish. We just thought oh, it would be great just to be able to make a, a, a product like this and, and set up an actual cannery and that was just a pipe dream back then just an idea constantly you know when you're doing these you're traveling around and you're like right we're gonna move here <laughs> we're gonna buy a little we're gonna rent a house for six months you know you're in the middle of like Barolo or something and then the other another idea comes a week later <laughs> so that was like where it sort of the seed was planted I guess and then I you know had children I was working in kitchens it was mad didn't know at the time but look back and think how did I get through some of those periods patience was born prematurely like six weeks premature back in um, July 2019, middle of like a heat wave, and I was like cycling to work and then going to the hospital because she was in an incubator and just like cracking on at work. And everyone's like asking me how patient is. I'm like, yeah, she's fine. But actually, when I look back, it's a crazy time where your daughter is like this little tiny pre, you know, totally not what she should look like uh, in a little incubator. Um, and I was just like cracking on. but. Anyway, I digress. That was a, a crazy time, and then another child turned up, and then I carried on working kitchens, and the pandemic hit, and it was like this amazing break where we just stopped going into the restaurant, and we had patients who was one and a half, Clovo's three months, and we were at home, and we could just be in the garden, and we cherished it every minute. We loved it, best time of our lives, probably. And then um, pop back into work for a few months between the, the lockdowns. I didn't mind going back in so much because I was seeing people I hadn't seen for a long time and it's a big part of that camaraderie again. And, and then um, I think Charlotte, it actually, it was the end of summer when she popped out into the garden. I was out with the girls and she just shouted, babe, babe, you've got to do this fucking canning idea. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, like my idea is just like, like my head is like racing. It's like uh, okay, like you know, from that point, I was just like thinking about it. Like, how do we approach this? How do we? Just started typing in like fish canning, England, like fish cannery, like London, like no, obviously not. And just kept on digging and digging and sort of couldn't find anything. And then just like looking at how the Portuguese are doing it, and, and then the Americans are really into home canning. So you go down this like avenue. Of, canning at home and there's, you know, they, they love a bit of home canning, but they're also terrified of it at the same time. There's so many regulations. They're sort of feeding you all this information that is extremely primitive and like, they're very careful, which is fair enough, you know, that, that it is very dangerous. Because of like bacteria and yeah. stuff, it can, yeah, okay. Botulinum is 
Ostidium botulinum um, is the kind of number one terror when it comes to home canning. Basically, a, a bacteria that can exist without air and moisture and thrives in that environment with no acidity. So all these low acid foods, you're canning your vegetables at home, like your asparagus, and you haven't done it properly, it's danger zone here. So I was like, fuck this, <laughs> soldiers, really all this. I'm not doing fish, I'm not doing anything to do with canning. Uh, and then we'd like sort of have a break from reading up about it and I'd spend nights just sort of like falling down, going down rabbit holes and convincing myself it was going to be all right and then reading something else and you're like, no. <laughs> uh, so we had this like few months of sort of looking into how we might go about doing it. And then we ended up just thinking, fuck it, let's just buy a piece of kit and, and trial it. So we managed to find this legend in Eastern Europe uh, where they also do a lot of home canning. Sorted us out with everything we needed told me in very broken English like how I have to do it. It um, involves like applying overpressure and you've got to have the right amount for what you're putting in there and the product and how dense the product is in the can. We had to sort of read this Russian manual where this thing, piece of equipment was made with <laughs> Google Translate just like hovering over it trying to like figure out <laughs> what these guys were on about. Um, I ridiculous. love that. And then, being completely terrified of this autoclave that we'd bought during the first, I literally got it going and just like got everyone out of the house. <laughs> it's like this thing is a bomb and I don't trust it. Was it autoclave? But, so autoclave is a sterilizing unit. Cool. So yeah, canneries use uh, autoclaves, also known as retorts, um, generally with steam yep. um, and they'll penetrate the can to, to kill all of the nasty bacteria. In it. So that's how it works. But, we bought this vessel from Russia and um, it, was a, it was a massive learning curve and we spent a long time just absolutely mullering cans of fish and being like, that is disgusting. <laughs> we, like, how are we ever gonna get to a point of enjoying this fish and just started like making something like overtly like strong in, in flavor. So <coughs> try and mask the flavor of the, the can that we were like making. Anyway, I'm going into like lots of detail here, but it was, um, you can picture a tiny, very tiny kitchen with two kids running around, like naked, and me trying to like test <laughs> lots of cans of fish and just like guts and the beard and like. And loads of pieces of paper and, and like, paper and, yeah, just yeah, everything. Just, just like, like, trying to like. Is this can one or can four? Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, yeah, combining lockdown life with um, a fish cannery <laughs> and like new, newborn kids. It was, um, it was a really interesting, fun uh, time. And we sort of landed eventually, a year later, on some recipes that we were happy with. But we knew that this is as far as we could get them in terms of quality. So we started researching into working with expert thermal processors. And then we got these legends on board who took our products to the next level, basically. We got them as far as we could. We were happy with you know, the oils that I was making, uh, the marinades, and then we put them through some serious kit that became a, a product that we were really proud of. Charlotte shed tears the first time she tried the fish that came out of their machine. And it was an exciting moment. That was like a real turning point for our, for our business. It was like, fuck. We have got something here that we can actually shout about and tell people about. Now we just need a brand name. Let's start building the brand. We can we can do this. Like this is a thing. 
So we spent the next few months building that brand, using them, trialing more recipes, and then um, things just like swiftly escalated towards Christmas where we were like trying to get some cans out for, for Christmas so people can try them and get feedback basically.